Well, here she comes, walking down the street. Get the funniest looks. Anyway, it's well ergonomics. It's Friday. Was that the monkeys by any chance? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because people say we monkey around, but actually, it's not true. The monkeys do that. Yeah. Oh, how's your week been, Stephen? It's been good. Yeah, I've uh, a a three-day trip to Ireland this week, so a little bit, a little bit tired after a lot of travelling and flights and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, great. Down the east coast, so flew into Cork. On Tuesday, um, I was in Waterford on Wednesday and finished up in Dublin yesterday and then came home. So it's been an, uh, a really wow. good trip, actually. It, you know, it, it, it was an area where COVID really sort of impacted sort of me just purely because of the ability to go out and see some of the partners and the end user customers we've got um, out there. So it's suddenly now just becoming a little bit easier. So it was great to spend some time training some people up Um from the furniture world around ergonomics, it was great to interact with some end users um, and sort of understand the challenges they experience and then how our solutions can sort of slot in and, and sort of help them. So, yeah, it was really, really interesting. Really enjoyed it. Good, oh, and a, good and, three and, days. And, and, a, and a wonderful part of the world as well. Yeah, fabulous. Go, going. And you went in, I presume, with a suitcase full of keyboards, came back with a suitcase full of Guinness and whiskey yeah no no guinness or, or whiskey was consumed on this trip i can confirm it was a teetotal trip this one was so it didn't, oh well uh, there we go i didn't um i didn't stray off the path well were. done you well we're gonna bring our special guest in for this week and uh here he is dan gable Boom. thanks for joining us dan hello dan hi great to be here thank you for having me we, we always like to start dan by asking said guests to, to tell us a little bit about themselves uh, and, and what it is that they do. So d- do tell us about you and shout out. Yeah, sure. So I go, so basically I started off in telly a long while ago. Uh, so I've been in content creation. It will be 40 years next year, if you can believe it. So it started off in TV, radio. Well, that's when the test card was there still. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> well, when, I, when I started, they had like electrosets kind of rollers. For, right. For blinking. Uh, telly prompts. Yeah, no, no, not for the, for the, for the credits. For the oh, credits for the credit. at the end. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah it's they used lot. to get stuck every now and again, didn't they? Yeah, you could see, you still see it getting stuck. Good, well, they were manually cranked. <laughs> right. I love they, that. Yeah. Because it's uh, so, not going like that across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that for a while, then, then, then got into corporate video production and music videos and stuff like that. And then uh, founded a company called Shoutout, which basically makes videos automatically. So it's what I'm kind of really passionate about content, but also really passionate about authenticity, about, you know, like video journalism, about capturing the moment. Stuff like you're doing here, completely like off the cuff. I think yeah. that's where the best things happen. And what Shoutout does is, is you, it kind of turns you into a video journalist. You can brand up content. You can send links to people to contribute to what you're doing. Um, and you can offer testimonials as well. So that's basically a terrible description of Shoutout. But that's what <laughs> well, it wasn't that bad. So is in it? a way, it's a kind of curation of content. 
Yeah, exactly. So, so the idea is normally when you make videos, you, you film the video, edit it, and then deliver a final video. Chat app reverses that process. You build a mm. branding template first. So it's mm. almost like a sandwich without the filling where you've got music, name caption, you know, any other elements, intro and outro. And then you can record on a, a computer or smartphone and it puts it all together. But it also means you can send links out to other people to, so they can record stuff. Uh, a lot of events we're using, you know, it's great for events because you get that, you get interviews, they get shared within seconds rather than, than you know, hours. Ah, it's lovely. So it kind of links in with, you know, doing OBs and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit like a modern day version of what the OB, in fact, on my, on my pitch deck, yeah. I have an OB truck and it is very much like that, but you've just got a bunch of people with phones and it all gets fed to this, this kind of central dashboard where you can uh, you know, add subtitles automatically, brands it all up, you can turn things into compilations. Mm. So yeah, it's absolutely that kind of idea. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of my ideas are based around old telly techniques because they were, you know, right. were, uh, I've oh. got this theory on social media, actually, I was telling, telling my daughter about this the other day, okay. is that when you look at so, the way social media is going now, we all think it's kind of, you know, it's new and-, and, and It's really old, isn't it? But it's really old, but it's also following the exact path that TV like follows. If you yeah, look at yeah. 50s and how TV started, and social was just following that same path. It's really interesting to to kind of sort of see that. Even things like influencers, you know, it, it, mm. it, and, and the way ads, you know, the way kind of influencers are advertising things. They're like 50s telly, you know, it's really funny. Yeah. It works. Yeah. I, think, I think the same progression will actually happen in terms of the content. Now everyone's talking about storytelling, and of course, like you know, it has to be, you have to be, you know, like it has to be storytelling, right, on TV? Yeah. You know, well, it, no, it does. It does. I mean, I was challenging everybody on my post this morning. I don't know whether you saw it, but uh, I, I challenged everyone by saying the bots are here, and I said, you know, yeah. I've been following I've been following one person in particular on LinkedIn who and I'm absolutely certain is actually an AI bot. Right, okay. Right. But I was just putting it out there to people that would they really actually know? And here's the here's the types of things that you would look for yeah. that would identify that this would be an AI bot. Yeah. And the one thing that you would not find an AI bot doing is this. And that's why I think this kind of content is incredibly powerful because actually you, you can't, you can't do this with AI at the moment. You can't put three people in a space and get them to bounce ideas off of each other or to ask each other questions and get real answers in real time. You just can't do that. So do whilst, know, yeah. Sorry. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Do you know what? It's really funny because I, I I write these articles uh, you know, about marketing every month. And my next article, I'm going to scoop my next article for you now. It's about exactly that subject. And what it what I find really interesting is I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but go with me. So yeah, yeah. the music business, right? So you know the music business technology kind of it got it got overrun with technology, a bit like AI is for marketing, and yeah. then. The music got really complicated, it got multi-layered, it got really overproduced, and, and it got kind of quite dense. Mm. And then what happened is in the you know in the 90s, it became like the singer-songwriter against someone playing the you know guitar, and it became very kind of a reaction against the technology. And I think what's interesting, exactly kind of what you said, what's interesting about AI is not what AI is gonna do, 
it's going to be the reaction against AI when everyone yeah. gets sick of it. And it's going to be exactly this. It's going to be authentic communication. Because, you know, these things don't last very long. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that reaction against it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I have a top 20 music podcast and I, I interview musicians day in, day out, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and we talk about modern delivery. Whilst technology has enabled everybody to be a player, everybody's player, the cost of the cost of actually producing music and distributing music has disappeared. Yeah. Right. However, you're now you've now got to shout across the algorithm and you've got to shout across the noise because there's so much music being released. Mm. And yeah, I, I read on even on the stats on podcasts, thousands and thousands of new podcasts go out each week. There's only uh, only a very small percentage of those get past three episodes it, in, the, in terms of music. It's only about 30 percent of the music that gets uploaded yeah, yeah. To, to the streaming platforms that ever gets listened to there's so much just sat there mm. yeah, yeah. that ne never gets any plays never gets any traction at all but me, so, me yeah sorry <laughs> cutting you off but music's a great example i mean i was I, like i the thing about anything like market this is my, my mantra about marketing there's so much around social marketing and social but the best marketing always is have a great product you know, we shout yeah. out, I'm grafting away every day, getting this product right. And people are saying to me, you should be doing more marketing. It's like, no, 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 because the product is brilliant. Then it will, it will, in some ways, market itself. It's the same with making videos. You know, if you, if you like me as a video maker, the best marketing I can do is make great videos. People watch them and go, well, oh, we want some of those. Mm -hmm. And say, you know, same with music as well. So it's really interesting that, you know, there is the danger of people spending so much time on marketing and not enough on the product or the song or whatever that is. And actually you just get, we just get inundated with kind of tosh. Tosh. Yeah. Do you know, I was with someone this, I was with someone this week and they reminded me of a phrase that I hadn't word, word, heard for a while. And it is, you can put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> but it's still a pig and, yeah. and uh, you know it's just funny that this is, this is the way we've gone with this conversation and someone said that earlier in the week but it is very true you yeah. know ultimately you, like you're saying focus on the product you can you can put bells and whistles and do all these fancy things ultimately yeah. if the base product itself is of a certain level or a certain point that's where it's going to get you focus the energy on the product and as you say that's almost the best marketing is the fact that it is such a good a good product it almost sells to a degree itself or it certainly helps the process doesn't it yeah completely right it's it's, a it's just a really interesting time where i think it's you know what certainly on social where are the you know where are the priorities i saw a post from from someone i love this place i can't I, I, well actually i shouldn't mention the name but he was talking about um you know all these kind of get rich quick schemes on social and how kind of ridiculous they are and and it's so true there just seems to be so much around shortcutting stuff rather than having actually the fun of making something great you know it's yeah uh, that isn't getting lost but it just seems to be a little bit more about destination than journey and, and mm. that's that's, yeah, that's sad yeah i did but but again as you say you look at all of those things and you think i have seen them before in my lifetime yeah it, it wasn't you know we used to get those used to sit there at work and we used to get those sort of things through on the fax machine you know 
exactly. <laughs> it's a classified ad, isn't it? It's get you know. It was like you know, oh, make 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 a thousand pounds. Well, back in the day, you know, make a thousand pounds a month, you know, and it was like do it do it this way, do it that way, and it was just it was all it's all the same rhetoric, it's all the same spiel that yeah. you now get on a post where it's like, you know, someone putting a, a selfie up there and going, I did a million dollar you know deal at the beginning of the week etc and i've I've done this and i've done that and it's like really <laughs> well if if it, and then and then yeah and i always say with anybody on here's here's me getting on my high horse but, but i always say if <laughs> if you really want to know just watch anybody's social media over a period of time don't don't go into it in one day as a snapshot yeah. but watch it over a period of time because the amount of times I've seen sort of like someone at the beginning of the week trying to pull us in emotionally and saying, well, you know, it's, it's hard as a business owner. And I've, you know, yeah. I, I will, my business is really struggling at the moment. And yeah, yeah, yeah. actually I'm thinking I might even have to close it or, you know, and, and everybody's jumping on it. And then, you know, three days time, it's like, Oh, I've closed six deals this week yeah. and I'm making a million pounds. And it's like, yeah. well, hang on a minute. What? You've had that much of a turnaround in three yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely utter rubbish, you know. It is, it's throwing throwing muck at a wall and seeing what sticks, isn't it? Mm. It is funny. I, I do do that with a couple of people actually, because I, I you can sort of spot the you can spot the kind of you know, the sort of desperation, is that the right word? Is yeah, you can like mm. from some sort of you, you know, kind of engagement. And it is sad and it is bizarre. And and you kind of got to ask yourself, what's the end goal? You know, what, mm. why? What, you know, what do you want it for? And that's, I guess the thing around that is like, you know, social is great. If you've got something to say, it's brilliant. Like the best time, you know, in the world to, you know, to be able to promote kind of what you believe in. But you've got to believe in it or you've got to actually have a kind of something that comes from the core that you're, you're interested in, not just trying to get engagement for engagement's sake. And that's kind of what you're saying, Graham, isn't it? That it's just like people just posting anything. Just, yeah. to, uh, just, to, just to grab people in, yeah. That, I do wonder, you... Graham, I do, I, do, I do wonder, going back to what you were saying there about, about the consistency of message, I do wonder if people's messages change over in, in what are perceived as quieter business times. And the reason I say that is we've just gone through a, well, what, what usually is a two-week Easter break, but I think having spoken to people around different parts of the country, it's almost ended up as a three-week Easter break. A lot of people mm -hmm. had the first two weeks off. A lot of people have had the second and third weeks of April off. So it's, it seems to have almost stretched out. But I do wonder whether there's any correlation between the messages and the sort of the diverse message and are people going totally off-piste during those quieter times when actually maybe they they are sort of lacking in business and lacking in opportunities and leads and whether they think I need to do something really radical here because it's actually a little bit quiet. So I'm going to completely change the the approach I take, as, as Dan said, to see if any any mud will sort of stick that way or whether that's just the way they approach it or certain times of the year they change the consistency of the message. Well, I'd love Dan's take on this because my my thing about this is that even if you're trying to create story-led, personal-based content, mm. have a bloody strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the thing is, like, you know, 
everyone everyone talks about story like story like like we can't exist we are nothing without story without having some sort of constant narrative going on in our head we can't we're yeah. not human so story is you know it's not it's not an important thing it's the thing <laughs> without it there's nothing but then but i think what people sometimes say that story is is a kind of almost like a format like the i mean you probably talk about this a lot but the linkedin you know that kind of endless like woe is me linkedin post yeah. where they've got all the basically the gaps and the you know the mm. it, it's completely formatted and you know it's filling filling tough childhood you know neurodiversity <laughs> or wh whatever the thing is and it's just that's not a story that's just a format and it's boring mm. like does anyone really care but you know does it work it probably did the first time because it was yeah. probably Really interesting and maybe the second time and third time and when it came from the heart you can tell but when it's just being copied like really yeah we've discussed but, that graham haven't we where we've seen a couple of a couple of sort of posts that we've exchanged message on and said they're sort of you know overplaying a certain theme you yeah. know there's almost you've gone so far okay that's fine you've got to be a little bit more original but if you just keep banging on the same thing and the same yeah. the same approach it's 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 got to it's got to evolve and develop over time, hasn't it? If you're just coming out with the same thing, you will then, in effect, turn people off and lose lose interest, won't you? Well, I think the I think the very telling thing for me is where people, because they haven't focused on any proper strategy that's linked to sales, mm. if they're trying to make sales out of it, they then kind of overstep or overplay a certain element to the point of detrimentation in terms of actually getting their sales message out because and yeah. i've seen it where some <laughs> someone that was a social media marketing uh business had to put a post out to go um people you don't understand that i do social media marketing now look any social media marketing business that puts a post has to put a post out that says you don't understand that i do social media marketing <laughs> is failing dismally at social media mean, marketing right yeah. i can't market myself but give me your money and i'll market you you know it's like i mean we'll talk about this in a minute because dan's got ed sheeran in his showroom right that's <laughs> that's brilliant right but you know it's like ed sheeran saying right uh i i don't know i don't write songs you know i <laughs> But you know, I mean, it worked for Lewis Capaldi, where where he turned up jokingly, right? We, and this is where you can do it when he turned up jokingly and on Good Morning, and said, "No, don't buy my album, buy Ed Sheeran's. It's better." And actually, you know, my album's <laughs> loads of time. That works because he has got good songs on his album. He mm. is a good singer songwriter. People want to see him, so that's not lost on the audience. Because as we said, go back to the product. The product's good. So yeah. you can be funny about the product, but actually, if your product's rubbish and you're saying that, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's true. You're so right about strategy. I mean, even on a like, I, yeah, I'm not like an expert on social and like long term strategy, but what I what I understand is like bits of content, like so, like video making. Some some videos I make are you know they're expensive, they take a long time, and you know that. But but ultimately, like without having the end game. At the big like you know what do you want people to think you know do after watching your video where does it fit in you haven't really got it you haven't got anything <laughs> you, you know like until <laughs> you've got that strategy piece 
and you know what is where does it fit in what what's what's the point of it and then you kind of you know design something creatively around that and I think I think you're so right people don't tend to do that they tend to do things in isolation or they see something that seemed to have worked not realizing that it's part of a big piece you know it's one piece of a jigsaw and then they copy it and kept repeat it and then run wonder why things aren't working because they're yeah. not seeing the big picture if you like of the strategy and that's that's right because it should be a, a push and pull type Completely. Uh, scenario because on the one hand creating content is a creative process and therefore you should enjoy that creative process you should enjoy you know making something etc but you need to have someone pulling at you from the other end saying and what's the money that's going to be made from this what where's the where's the end result where's the drop in where's the return on investment all of that sort of thing so if you're just having fun but you've not thought about where it's leading to then you know and that's why that for me that's why i think reverse engineered marketing works best where you actually start as you say from the end and work back what's the purpose here what how many pegs are we trying to get in this ball what color pegs are they what does that look like you know what's it what's it feel like when those pegs go in and and you know how do people actually get there? Then work back. How do we get those pegs to come to that board? Exactly. Yeah? Right. And that's what marketing should be about. And, and do you know, just the one thing about that, I 100% agree. And the one thing that, that's really interesting of what you said and what I, what I kind of live by, my mantra is like creativity is a function of constraints. So basically, you know, that's everything to me. Even even like my video production company is called Sprat. I use Sprat to catch a mackerel that, you know, <laughs> create things that, that with that with intent in mind. So once you've got the kind of strategy, that becomes your constraint and that breeds be better creativity. Because if otherwise, if you've, got, if you've got no boundaries around the creative, it's, it's going to be rubbish, basically, because you, you've got no, you know, it's like artwork without a frame. So I think that's so funny that the two are linked. And I think the creative is more fun when you define the constraint first. Now, one of the reasons we wanted to get you on is because yeah. this is an industry. We're talking, we're, we've called this wow ergonomics. It's a very loose term. Right. <laughs> but I keep trying to get creatives on here because this has been an industry that has been very old fashioned in its approach. Okay. It's typically come out of the health and safety sector. It's typically come out of really people needing to buy a product because something's gone wrong. Yeah. And yet, especially through the COVID period and everything that happened and the change in working and move towards sort of hybrid working and shifting kind of work culture, that's really pushed the other way. Yeah. So now a lot of businesses are beginning to look about at, at staff well-being as a priority and understanding that productivity comes from looking after people. However, this industry is still quite stuck in a responsive type uh, reactive, not proactive, reactive rather than proactive. Yeah. yeah. So it's still kind of going, you know. You need to do this from health and safety. It's all about, you know, filling in forms, doing this, da, 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 da. and then, then, you know, as opposed to 
getting to end users and going, end users, you really need this product because it, or you really need, you really need this, you really need that. How do, how do, from your experience, how do industries like this turn things around? How, I don't quite, when you say like this, what industries like, what in terms of? Uh, the ergonomics industry, the, ergonomics. the industry dealing with selling uh, well-being products at work to end users in order to make sure that they're, they're working in a fit and healthy way. So almost, Graham, to get away from the prevention is better than cure situation. So the so we rather to get to that situation that we're right rather than curing problems. How do we get in front of it and, and prevent those problems from happening? I guess is what you you're yeah. saying, Graham, isn't it? Okay, interesting. Okay, and 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 this is what. So in terms of so you're asking me about like creative messaging, basically, and then but who? So so this is one of the many like many industries. Sometimes the the buyer. Is different to the user, right? So that's going to be the correct. Yeah. Correct. Basically, yeah. so so are you? Are you? Do you want to? Obviously, you've got to target two, but do you target the user and rely on kind of pester power, or do you like? Do you, do you target the buyer to you know that conversation is more about increased productivity, less sick days, all that kind of stuff, health and safety, and then. It's a tricky one because I mean, to answer you, who 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 are you targeting? But to break, give me a constraint on that, and then I'll, you know, are you targeting user or, or or buyer? Okay, well, let me throw a a user case in there. Go one of the things that we've identified, right? Yeah. We'll we'll make this quite quite simple. One yeah. of the one of the main things that Stephen's company does, for example, is yeah. laptop stands, right? Laptop stand separate keyboard, separate mouse. It's something that ergonomists have been going on and on and on about for years, right? Mm. If you're working with a laptop, don't just work directly at the laptop. Yeah. yeah. Raise the height of the screen. That's what Raise the height of the screen. Rather than almost the shrimp or the C position of being hunched over yeah. into it, raising the screen and, and looking at eye level. That's what we're putting accessories with. A, I guess taking a product that is perceived as a product you work with and actually yeah. adding things to it to sort of turn it into that productive and healthy workspace. So, so why would how would people be more proactive about it than the reactive? I well, you, I mean, God, you, there's so many things you could do. You could you could actually you could actually change what the product is. So you're you, you're saying it's a it's a laptop stand, right? I could say it's a billboard. So you could basically have it as a sponsored piece, right? And then and then it's effectively free. You're giving it away. But the real product is a billboard, not not a stand anymore. I like that. Sort of one way, for example. But there's like millions of different ways. But that's an interesting one, right? We can go with that. We can run. Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah, yeah. No, we're, this is look. We're good. We're we're fishing for uh, disruptive ideas. This is so, a forum. Yeah, yeah, treat it like a billboard, and then and then it might be a billboard for someone else in that space. That aren't necessarily selling uh, stands, but they're basically giving it away to kind of raise awareness of the importance of of health and well-being. So effectively, you you, you know you're 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 treating like advertising. So you put like Gymshark on the back of it or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then it's yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. That's yeah. a, well, that's one. Um, so okay. So uh, thinking of other ways. So you're talking about getting ahead. Mm. Yeah. Head is 
it is interesting one because it is a reactionary thing isn't it the impact of 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 like it's one of those things where if you've got the product the problem isn't there yeah right the problem's only there when you don't have the product so that's kind yeah. of probably there's an access there somewhere like like you know it's kind of awful isn't it that, that it's kind of a terrible dilemma that that you know to get ahead of something you've actually got got to get rid of the problem okay yeah. so let's eat into that a little bit so uh, you know one of the things we've talked about is there's for example there's loads and loads of young ceos that you'll get on yeah. linkedin and one of the one of the key shots that you'll see all of them do is like sat there coffee little macchino <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in a cafe but with the laptop in front of them to show that they're working etc but they could be talking within that piece about health and well-being and you know looking after each other and whatever but what they're showing people is themselves working at a laptop without any additional aids now part of that is because of the camera angle and the shot and whatever and you know it's more about looking at them yeah but there is a there's something that we've talked about in the past is if we could get more influencers, and by that I mean people young people in business who other young people in business would look up to to go to say, actually, I'm using this because this is part of my message. Yeah. Being proactive with that message and actually say, yeah, no, this actually requires a lifestyle change. Yeah. Like people did several years back when you know uh we wanted to stop people smoking and we actually encouraged uh our celebrities not to smoke yeah or we encouraged we encouraged people to 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 deliberately show a different way of doing it yeah that that could really help or the alternative, Graham, is what we would we've said we we said actually this before Christmas. We set one of our New Year's resolutions, uh, Dan, for 2023, was to get our kit on a really top TV show, something like Line of Duty or something, and getting people actually using it. And that was one of the things we spoke about, Graham, wasn't it? it? Was how could we how could we get wider knowledge and use and understanding of a product? And maybe that the media of of TV or film or something like that would be a way of yeah. getting the message out and creating more conversations and thoughts do you know what i think if everything and this is, is this is really true and, and i think it's almost universally true is that it that the thing you need to make anything kind of interesting to people is that it's got to look cool <laughs> or yeah. you've got to look cool using it and i right. think that that's the kind of thing that's where you that's in a bit of a gray area like is it like those stand-up desks you know that they were starting people designing them looking looking really nice and you know you had the electric thing and and it looked kind of cool and then that started to happen mm. so, so really it's about yeah it's about how to kind of bring the call into it so this like is the, an apple moment right yeah exactly it's like i tell you it's like those scooters i'm, I'm really intrigued by those scooters that you know the little electric scooters because yeah. everyone it has the same posture on them and they all kind of look the same thing. They've got their back straight and they all look kind of, you know, feet the same way. And it, it is quite a cool look. It is a quite, quite a kind of, you know, zipping along. Mm. And that's, you know, that without that, I don't think, you know, they would have gone, gone as, as kind of viral as a product as they have because yeah. 
that, that is that element. It's a bit like the Sinclair C5, depending on how old you are. <laughs> no one looked cool in the Sinclair C5. And yes, I know the technology was older, but you know, it, 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 it's well, until now, if you do it now, yeah, it's cool. Now, they're really expensive now. I looked into it, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but no, but, but you know, any of those kind of you know, the scooter thing is not just a device to get to A to B, it's a device to get to A to B and look kind of cool doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why some of the other things were, you know, didn't really catch on so much. So, yeah, so uh, there'd be something around that in terms of the, you know, how, to, how these things look in like, you know, how do they, how are they cool, basically? And, and so, so, you know, the fact that there's no, uh, no manufacturers of ergonomic products that are really sort of doing this stuff on TikTok or anything else. And, you know, they, they, they haven't got it in the hands of, yeah, you know, uh, Ed Sheeran or, or whoever, you know, that's that's part of the problem right that brings the call it's kind of saying the same thing it's like it's by call by association because yeah. there, there is a lot of things that you know it, is there a such thing as something that's cool or is it just cool people use it and therefore it becomes cool i don't know but yeah it is but so you're you're talking about kind of good old-fashioned sort of product placement you know <laughs> yeah celebrity endorsement yeah. yeah yeah potentially but i think that's a that's a tricky. I tell you, I heard this. You know the story about Saint Tropez. You know the tanning um, mm, thing. Okay. That really, apparently that really kicked off. I'm sure this is true. I have it with good authority. Is that they they someone had a genius idea of, of uh, like selling it in in like see through bags. I think Victoria Beck, Beckham got packed with a with see through bag with with this thing in it, and the celebrities you know, were seen carrying it. Yeah, and that's where it kicked off. And it is amazing how, like, chic we are. So, yeah, I think you're, you're onto something with celebrity stuff. But maybe maybe it's got to be more. And maybe there's more, more mm. around it. I don't know what that would be. There's, you know, I know so many people that, like, start, you know, talk about music, like guitarists that got, got kind of, you know, injuries and, and really, you know, if you don't look after yourself, it can really, you know, it can be pretty devastating. Mm. Think there's something interesting there yeah absolutely having um sharon thank you so much we've yeah I think, uh you've you've surpassed biggest amount of comments ever from one person absolutely on, on, on one program is another one only those that are impacted by poor ergonomics will be aware that these don't have no reason to unless i lived uh one or suffered oh uh, yeah i mean the thing is that you know that, that is true. That is how the products have been, have got into the market so far. People have had the problem, then they're looking for the, the yeah. solution, yeah. then the products got sold. Somewhere in all of that, we've got to try and change that around. To some extent, we've seen some success with that in this program, because what we've done is we've brought into this program, rather than just people within the ergonomic sector and we have had those people in as well but we've also brought in people like yourself and and other people dan from different walks of life who have got no understanding of what these products do and then and then actually what we've done is we've uh present uh, given them a present of some equipment afterwards and and you know asked them to show us what the difference is you know and and just doing little things like that has actually really impacted on the social platform. 
people start to say, oh, actually, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you're cool using that, you know. And if you get the right people, it does make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, there's all sorts of, like, you know, campaigns around it. It's interesting. Or, like, going back to your influencer, I'm going to talk about shout-out for a second, if you don't mind. So one thing shout-out can do is imagine you can you can put a QR code on anything and then someone can scan it. It opens up, shout-out, no app, you know, it's just a web app. They can record something, you know, here's me with my, with my new product, and then it brands it all up and then they can share it. So in effect, you can turn people into influencers through branded content just from mm. a QR code. We should look into that, Stephen. Yeah, so definitely. That could be something you could, you know, on the packaging or whatever, you can just start encouraging people, even even turn it into a competition or mm. even turn it into like, you know, however, however you do it. But then, you know, one of our taglines is create an army of people to, to, to create content. And that's what you can do. And then the, I think the beautiful thing about kind of social at the moment and about any kind of marketing is, the wider you cast the net, the more chance you've got of getting someone that's going to kind of go viral mm. for you. It might be that actually, you know, to use your Ed Sheeran example, you have a QR code on, someone might actually, actually buy Ed Sheeran one, you might look at it and go, oh, do you know what, I'll just do a little, do a little video on that. Because Basically, really we, need to, we need to make contact with Capaldi and Sheeran, is what we're saying, isn't it? And yeah. let them drive it forward. We, we've identified them, we just, the, the missing link is how do we connect to them, Graham? With your, your music contact, surely you can... Uh, you can well, I'm one, I'm, I'm one away from uh, Lewis Capaldi at the moment. I, I, I interviewed his support act <laughs> right. the other day. Um, we, we're, we're, in, we're in negotiations uh, on, on the other one. But, um, what, what for Sheeran? I'm in negotiations for everyone. I have a yeah. really great way. I'll talk to Dan a, a quick one about this. Gatekeepers are still a big thing, right? Especially in the music industry. Yeah, it's huge. Huge. But they, they, they drive me potty, right? <laughs> um, the reason being is because actually the artists don't want to be gatekeeped most of the time. Mm. It's so um, it, in all uh, in all genuineness, to be honest, most artists do want the exposure with anybody that asks them anything sensible, yeah. right? And I was talking to a a very well-known international artist online uh, last week, and they want to do an interview with me. The PR company wanted to do an interview with me. The manager went, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing one interview. And it's like, why? And he, even the artist was like, why? why? Why am I only doing one interview? It's just, it, it. it's still a big kind of, power game for certain people within that industry to say i have control over my artist and i will stop that artist doing things but there are ways to play around it yeah um and quite often what i will do is i'll take it public it's no different from you know when you use like twitter to name and shame a company and suddenly that company suddenly does something whereas mm. if you write them emails or whatever they don't do it anymore yeah, yeah. you can do this on social media so if you actually engage with that person not in the dms but actually engage with that person on their post and you go you know oh can't wait for you to do the interview yeah you actually yeah. move it on the stage and they go yeah no i'm looking forward to it yeah. <laughs> then their then their management has a problem 
Right. I think, do you know what? Yeah, I know you, you're dead right. I do think, I, I wonder if it's power play or, or it's more kind of financial because it's a bit like the way, I mean, we all know that that, that, that the celebrity life, the you know, the, the kind of artist, it's all, there's a lot of illusion around it and there's a lot of kind of scarcity and there's a lot of kind of nonsense that, you know, riders and, and all, all this sort of stuff that has to happen. The, the easiest way I to explain it is like when a nightclub keeps a whole bunch of people outside to queue because it makes it seem more... Yeah. Uh, more, more popular and that's just you know it's, a, it's an old trick <laughs> we've been doing it years. it's the oldest trick and, in the, book. the more people are outside the more people want to go in so i think a lot of it is just keep you know is, is perpetuating this kind of um you know non-accessibleness and where the artists themselves are normally they're, they're giving monkeys you know but yeah. it, so i think it's probably less of power play i hope so anyway because that just is rubbish so i hope it's more you know there is a kind of like proper business reason for it mm. rather than it just being yeah, yeah absolutely I, we, we have to show that comment again i was going to uh, say chris, chris barlow happy chris yeah, barlow, i'll back you up more than happy to build a chair for lewis capaldi yeah no, absolutely uh, well i think i think you know i think you've got a whole social campaign there it's basically build a chair for lewis capaldi and then you just turn it into turn it into a whole bunch That's of it. Influence yeah. Dan's it? done it. That that's the phrase. That's the campaign. Well, We're but, building a chair for Lewis it, Capaldi. Exactly. And I think what you have to do, you have to be brave, and you have to do it the other way around. And and I, and, and I think what happens is too many businesses look at that and they go right. So what we have to do here is we have to get Lewis Capaldi on board. Yeah. You don't. No, no, you no, don't. Exactly. You have to get the public on board with what you're doing that's that's the important thing so if you started a campaign and when we're building a chair for lewis capaldi and you turned up outside some of these concerts with your chair and you tried to wheel it around and you know you got stopped by security and what all of that totally all all of that will build a fantastic social campaign and do you know what if you end up doing that at the end of the day, someone in management would probably look at that and go, do you know what? This is brilliant. We will get Lewis Capaldi to come out and sit in your chair. Because there's two things. That, can I just say, sorry, I'm getting excited. So I'm, trying, I'm like, <laughs> one thing I, I, I like, I got remembered about this thing. And, and it's, and it's, I think it's almost one of the best bits of advice anyone can have ever is that like, where so many people go wrong is they ask people if they could do something. So, like, you know, you, you get onto Lewis Capaldi's family, can I, can I make him a chair? Can I, you know, can I do this? Can I do this? And what you're doing is putting all the stuff on them. Yeah. Where really what you're saying is, I'm going to make him a chair. Whether he has it or not, it doesn't matter. But that's what I'm doing, and that's what yeah. we're going to that's, – that's the campaign. It's a bit like – I heard someone talk, it, talk about, like, video editors – saying, you know, they keep getting approached. And, and I I used to run quite a big post-production company and always got approached. It's like, how, how can I work for you? How can I how can I be in a video editor? How can I do this? And and occasionally, and it was so rare, and it shouldn't be so rare, people just did it. You know, they, they recorded a show off the telly and re-edited it or something. Well, they just did something to say, look, this is what I can do. And then once you've done that, you've kind of done the thing and then you've given someone the ability to choose whether they want it or not. And it's so important. Anyone that wants to do anything, just do the thing and then see if they like it rather than rather than ask. ask. So and how much content's actually built that way completely. these days? If you think about if you think about any kind of meme that's used a TV show or a, a film or, or, or whatever, 
Yeah. Do you think someone's gone through the licensing rights for that and actually asked all of that? No, of course they haven't. Yeah. Right. Do you, you know, there's, I don't know whether you've seen um, the Knowlton's uh, material on, on LinkedIn, but you, have you seen where they're, they're, um, they're chopping up interviews with Stephen Bartlett, the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of them sat in the chair and they're, you know, actually, you know, and then Stephen says something and then they're responding back to it. Yeah. Have they asked Stephen Bartlett for that? Have they, have they got Stephen Bartlett in? No, they've put him in that situation. Right. Yeah. But, but then, you know, that's, that's where this, all of this is going these days. They're showing off their, yeah, showing off their creativity. So I think that's what you should do. I'll get, I'll get involved. I'll put a shout out in there where we can brand it all up so you can send links to people and they can get on the kind of building a chair for Lewis Capaldi. Hashtag. I mean, that's brilliant. <laughs> So yeah, it's now uh, I've just I've just checked in that it whilst you you were talking. He's a big Celtic fan, so therefore we need to make him a green and, and from a f- football team, Graham. Um, we need to make him a green and white chair. Exactly. Right. Already, and then put it out there. Put it out there to an audience. What you know, like do a little competition around designs. Maybe obviously you're you're experts in that, but how can yeah, it, yeah. you know how can it be improved? Yeah, before you know it, you've, you're you're onto something, right? You're doing yeah. it. You've already, got, you've already got the celebrity endorsement and because uh, you're doing yeah. it. You've got the endorsement as soon as you put the name on the ticket. That's yeah. the thing, right? I, I don't quite understand that one, Sharon. Treat it like a chicken. But if 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 that's the way if that's the way to get if that's the way to get the uh you know the egg to boil, then yes, treat it like a chicken. Oh, chicken for egg. oh yeah, yeah, okay. What comes first, chicken? The yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's the case. Dan, you've been an absolute brilliant guest. Um, Cheers, Dan. We could talk all day. Um, if people want to find out about more about Shout Out, where do they go? www.shoutout.social. It's as simple as that. I mean, we we personally will be using Shout Out. We, we were getting on the gravy train, yeah. as it were, because that sounds like a great idea. We're going to we're going to pitch it to um, Stephen's bosses as well as part of the next marketing campaign. Barcodes, QR codes on the back. Sorry, yeah, not barcodes. Uh, QR codes on the back of things. Scanning everybody out there. Create an army. Get go. other people to do your work for you. Then you can go and sit on the golf course all day and and drink tequilas. And that's what life's all about, really. Um, until next week. When there will be another Wow Economics, I've got a guest already lined up. Good work. Watch out for that one, Stephen. Uh, This has been Wow Ergonomics. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Do look out for Dan doing his little pop-up videos, because I've seen you do a lot of little pop-up videos here, there, and everywhere. Do look out for him on the internet, popping up, talking to celebrities, talking to business people about what they're doing. Uh, Until next week, bye for now.